Swans turn it on to celebrate Marn Grook at the SCJ with five goals to nil in the third quarter to roll the Blues. This is True Bloods, the number one Sydney Swans fan podcast. And today on the show, we'll be discussing our review of Friday night's dispatching of Carlton, the preview of the next game this Saturday night against St Kilda at Etihad and everything else Sydney Swans. My name is Tom Flanagan. I'm joined tonight in the Podular Media Studio, as always, by Madison Clark. But for the first time, we welcome to the studio Ben Freiser. Thanks for having me, fellas. Good oh, to be here. Oh, Benny. Ben. Coming tonight. The new Benny. Yeah, well, uh, the uh, the old Benny's are uh, out for one week, and we thought we'd just find a man with the same name to just roll into the studio and take his spot. In the Neaffle for a week is uh, <laughs> Benny Andrew, is he? Very good. What, what did you think, Tommy? Uh, yeah, pretty good display from the Bloods once again. Uh, we were challenged in that first half. The Blues really gave it a crack. They're, they're a spirited outfit, Carlton, and uh, yeah. they're, they're looking the goods. They're going the right way, but Swanee's once again just too... too uh, is that, is that aggression in that third quarter yeah. that just hit Carlton and we completely yeah. controlled the game with that uh, that tone that we, we brought to that third term thereafter and the Blues were no match for it? Well, that's, I mean, at this time of the year, Tommy, you just got to get the four points, don't you? Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, at the end just, of the day. Just a bit of golfing class, I think, just showed, really. Yeah. And that is it. We're, we're sitting pretty nicely at the moment, eight and three, just quietly motoring along. Plenty of talk about the West Coast and how well they're going in, in uh, mainstream AFL circles. People talking about Richmond and their premiership defence. but we are Melbourne. Just, yeah. Melbourne, they've had a couple of wins, but we are just sitting nice and pretty. We've got the St Kilda game uh, coming up this week and then the, the West Coast game running into the bye. If we can knock off both of those teams, then... 10 and 3 going into the bye. And mm. no matter that we haven't been able to notch up the big wins with percentage, just getting the four points in what is such an even competition this year has been just scintillating from the boys and more than enough. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like we're, we're probably playing at about 60% at the moment. So and we're still eking out the wins. And as I was saying to Maddie, I think only a few teams in the AFL can do that. So I think we're in good, uh, good stead. I tend moment. to agree. I tend to agree, Benny. Indeed. Benny, I know, I know Tommy's feelings on this, but do you feel that after 15 years of consistent performances, a couple of flags, finals all the time, do you think that the media could give us any credit whatsoever? No. We're, it's, it's outside of Melbourne. It's uh, outrageous. Uh, we just don't get a look in. But they talk about, yeah. they talk about West Coast. Yeah. They talk about Collingwood. It's <laughs> just... It baffles me. It baffles me. But that's why that's why we're doing this, Tommy. Right. That's why we're doing we'll this. Fly under the radar up until September and uh, yeah, then launch. Indeed. So it was Mangrook at the SCG for Sir Douglas Nichols round, and Heaney won the Goods O'Loughlin Medal for Best of Field. Another very impressive performance by the young man Isaac. Huge, huge. He's yeah. just been an absolute bull yeah. all year, hasn't he? Yeah, contested grabs, winning the footy around the park. I mean, he's, and his delivery is top notch. So. No. Absolutely top notch. You you can't beat him in the air, and he, he's just pressure acts are the key. Pressure acts are the key, mm. Tommy, and that's that's what's going to win your flags. And um, he delivers them in spades. Yep, uh, he brings the brings the aggression, and he brings all that class uh, to the side every week. We love the work of Isaac Heaney, and it, it was an interesting um, first half. The Blues played a bit of keepings off in that first half, and they did pretty well at it. But as we touched on before, we were able to take control at the start of that second half. The composure from some of the boys was outstanding when we were taking back control of the game at the start of that third quarter. Uh, young Jared McVeigh with some pure young silk. Young Jared McVeigh. Silk. It was all class. Pure silk. The farewell tour rolls on. Selling candy left, right and centre. It's ridiculous, isn't it? He seems to just have so much time when he's got the footy in his hands, just turns on a dime wherever he feels like it and... Yeah, he's uh he's age, ageless. We go on about it, but he is scintillating for mm. me. Mm. And we were talking about it in the car on the way here, Tommy. I mean, there's been speak a lot of talk about him going to the Gold Coast, which you can understand. But mm. I reckon you'd give him another year, wouldn't you, Tommy? Well, the way he's going at the moment, if he can uh, continue in this sort of fashion and finish off the way that he started 2018 and have a big final series, I see no reason why if he wants to continue on with the Swans, why we couldn't just find a spot for him. He's been a champion. Are we doing a bit of a sort of North Melbourne situation, just sort of <laughs> off, offload a Boomer Harvey type sort of legend that's still got a good footy in him? Exactly right. See, that's not what we want. We, no. we don't want to see that happen, him go and have a magnificent year or two somewhere else if, if there's still great footy left yeah. in him. Yep. 
Absolutely. Because there are youngsters coming through that defence, the likes mm. of Melican and Stoddart and uh, Alier. Flying and, toss the side. Yeah. Yep. Uh, w- well do with that experience uh, and those that advice from McVeigh. He's been magnificent. Um, also, the forward six, once again, they were just able to grind out goals oh, yeah. when we needed them. Yep. Just fantastic. Again, multiple goal scorers. Yep. Um, Good to see Sinkers kick a few. Yep. Sinkers, very impressive. We'll touch on Sinkers in a bit, but I thought his game was yet again <laughs> yeah. outstanding. Um, Scintillating. Best on ground for me. Having a big year, Cal. Having a big year. Yep. Uh, and just when we needed him to as well, with Naismith going down, Tipper going down. We've said mm. it a few times on this pod, but just a fantastic year Cal's having. Uh, Haywood. Once again, he's not he's not going to get in our votes. We'll get to our votes a bit later, but he's not going to get in there. But very stiff with his 14 pressure act, six tackles, two clearances and two goals to not get in there. He's yep. a very exciting young kid. He just doesn't get beaten in the air. Yeah. He probably would have, probably definitely would have got off in the votes if he didn't spray a few shots. But, I mean, he's there and about, so. Oh, for a kid his age yeah. and for the very, very minimal yeah. amount of games he's played, it's oh. phenomenal. Yeah. Speaking of kids his age, Oli Florent was the round 11 oh. rising star nominee. Fantastic. Game, and yeah. well-deserved. He's had a fantastic start to the year. And it might not have been his best game uh, so far this year, but he's had plenty of good games so far this year. So great reward for effort. I think they just had to give it to him at some point, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, exactly yeah. right. His, develop- <laughs> his development's been one of the best in the league for, for a guy's age, definitely. Oh, absolutely. It's ridiculous. He's a, um, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a weight of numbers that he's putting up every week. Yeah. Well, he's he's just made himself an indispensable player. Uh, yeah. Um, very, very quickly. Brings this us season. some speed, some you know, good foot skills, which we've been crying out for really. Speed and good foot skills. Crying out for it, Benny. So, crying uh, out for it. Yeah. Can't wait for his future. Because he was a fringe player end of last uh, year. Yep. Yeah. And he's just made himself yeah. completely irreplaceable. So can't but, wait to see what he does. He's so hungry to keep that spot on the side mm. and he showed that this year. Because there's guys knocking on the door. Yep. So, I'm more power to him. He's been phenomenal. Yeah. Back six again. Another dominant performance from the boys at the back. Smooch, nine marks, nine... Uh, sorry, yeah, nine marks, nine intercepts. Grundy, eight marks, seven intercepts. Lloyd, five marks, five intercepts. 428 metres gained. Back six doing it again. Just rocks. Just rocks. They've been consistently our best, our best sort of line. Well, that's um, it. Throughout the whole season. I mean, there, there have been times where the, so the middle and the front haven't sort of stood up, but they have... Just kept us there. I kind of feel like we repeat ourselves yeah. every single yeah. week yeah. talking about the back six. But, I mean, if they didn't keep putting up the performances that they do, we wouldn't be anywhere near the top four. It's Agreed. it's as simple as that. They, they've been so consistent. And Heath Grundy, in the same vein mm. as Jared McVeigh, is in career best form. Which, yeah, yeah there's, there's a lot to like. I, I You know... At the end of the day, I, I didn't think we played terribly well, but those key components were, were well covered. And standing up when the game needed to be won, that third quarter, we talk, talked about it before. Five but goals. It was a fantastic little burst there that just killed off the challenge that the Blues had been mounting and they were hanging in there in that third quarter and we just needed to put that scoreboard pressure on to just finish them off and the boys did it very nicely. Yeah. Paddy Cripps was very, very yappy in the middle. He was getting in the face of a lot of people. And for a guy who was playing for Carlton, I think um, it, was, it was very funny to see. But uh, they, they were definitely up and about. And they, they definitely thought they were up to the challenge. And they, I, I find it frustrating, though, with these lower sides that we, that we can't really dominate them. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. I think... Yeah, I'm not sure if it's our game style of footy. Maybe we're not fast enough to sort of just keep on piling on the goals. Yeah, we rarely turn, turn out the 60-point win, but a win's a win, I guess. No, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very even competition this year. It's one of the most. It's probably the most even year of footy we've seen for a long time. Yep. Uh, last year was also quite an even year of footy, but um, to I think it's pretty hard to belt sides. Even when they're lower on the ladder, it's pretty hard to belt sides at the moment, the way footy's played. Carlton and Brisbane have showed signs in this season and the last couple of years that they're building into real quality sides. And um, they were always going to give us a little bit of a challenge. I don't think it was ever going to be uh, 100% easy all the way and, and a 10-goal blast, unless the boys were to go from start to finish yeah. and the Blues were to have yeah. an off night somewhat. Think, but yeah. what, did Benny, what did Benny tip the win for? Benny said 15 goals. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think the Blues probably had to show something after last week's smashing. So yeah. they, they probably came out and like, yeah. we, we can't do that again. We've, yeah. got to, we've got to actually show something. And I think it showed the first half. I mean, 
I mean, they were winning at half time. So, um, yeah, yeah. But then I think it, I think the golfing class just took over. We uh, kicked up a gear and uh, yeah, yeah. Good signs. You've you've got to be able to do that. Love the uh, the rundown tackle uh, from Cunningham. Huge. Uh, to, on Silvani it was to set yeah. up the Sinclair Mark at three quarter time. Yeah. Cunningham, another one that's just yeah. his consistency is doing, doing his the, job. Yeah. He, he's gone he's gone to a great level with his consistency and that was a knock on him in the past in previous years. And I mean you talk about needing outside run and we do need outside run. Yeah. It's absolutely. that's to me the future. Yeah. You've got, you know, Cunningham yeah, and, and Florent yeah. and yep. Jones yep. and you know, even Mills to a lesser extent, but I mean, there's guys there that yeah, are quick, just break lines, and and disposal efficiency, absolutely um, of the highest order. So that's that's the exciting thing to yeah. see those guys. Boys, what I'd like to do now is a little bit of a an assessment on where we're at. Where do you think we're at? Give us a little bit of a grading, uh, maybe in the old school school style, A plus to F. Uh, give us a grading for our first half of season 2018. We're eight and three at the moment after round 11. Couple of weeks until the buy, Benny. If you, what could you give, if you give us a mark, what do you reckon? Jeez, based Lord. on expectation at the start of the year, what would you give us? I'm giving us a B plus. I reckon we're right about where I thought we would be in terms of win loss. I would have liked to have a few more games where we've sort of pushed ourselves a bit harder um, yeah. in terms of sort of just knuckling down the intensity. Um, but yeah, I reckon we're right where we should be. B plus. I'd probably go a C plus, um, and they they lost marks for me big time with that loss to North. Um, to me, I, I think I, I said it at the time. I thought I've just watched the worst football game <laughs> of my entire life. But if we can just get to the end of this with the four points, yeah. but in the same vein that we did against Carlton, yeah. I thought it'll be all worth it. And we just we didn't we we weren't there. And that's that to me. Hey, very worrying signs that we that we couldn't get it done there. But I mean, to to our credit, we've beaten Hawthorne at the MCG. Yeah. We've beaten Geelong at Skilled Stadium, and that beaten was West Coast with in no one, exactly. C plus, it's a bit stiff. Nah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> look again. Fifteen years in finals, we've butchered two opportunities at flags. I'm going to be tough. Yeah, true. I'm going to be tough because we've we've got some of the best players in the league, and we have a lot of potential. And we're not at our potential yet. So, yeah, fair enough. I'm going to give us an A. I feel Jesus Christ, Tommy. We had the two bad performances uh, against Port Adelaide and Adelaide, and then that game against North Melbourne, which was a rubbish game, but one which we got quite unlucky in, um, to be fair yeah. to the players. Yeah. At the end, we probably mm. uh, could stake a claim that we should have won that game. If we had have won that game, we're 9 and 2 after 11. Um, we didn't win that game, so we are eight and three. But that eight and three, it still represents knocking off four points every time the opportunity to knock off four points has come. Apart from that North Melbourne game, every time the opportunities come along to take the win, yeah. we've taken the win yeah. pretty much. Agreed. But then, what are you what are you rating Richmond, and what are you rating West Coast? Are I, they just an A plus? Because I think they're heads and shoulders. I would uh, say West Coast is an A plus. I wouldn't give Richmond. The A plus, I'd say Richmond's probably B plus towards A. I think, based on expectation, so you, we've probably outperformed Richmond. You're, you're saying we've outperformed Richmond, based on expectation. Their expectation probably slightly higher going into the season externally, not from us as Swans fans. We obviously rate yeah. the Swans very highly, but yeah. externally going in, our expectations probably lower than Richmond, and I think we've performed just as well, if not better than them. Do you this think year. we're being consistent enough I, in our four quarter efforts? That's what my issue is. Because See, we're, we're not. We, we play half a game often, and sometimes that's been good enough to win it. Yeah. But we've played some disgusting footy, Tommy. Well, it, I think if there is a week where you're going to get the big win, it's probably this one coming up yeah. against the Kilda. Under the roof, we're in good form. They don't have the A-grade quality mm-hmm. to match it with us. If there is a game where you mark them hard for not getting the percentage boost, it's probably this one mm. that, that's coming up. I think the Carlton, Carlton are a pretty tough side. Yeah. They've got big bodies. Yeah. Cruiser and Crips are always tough to deal with. And Brisbane in the wet. Yeah. Um, Steph was, Martin, tough yeah. to deal always with. Be yeah, hard. yeah, always yeah. It's going to be yeah. hard, that one. Definitely. Um, Definitely great. Sandland's tough to deal with against Fremantle. There, there have been Fife. Uh, there have been... Um, it's, it's not as if there's no star quality in some of the sides that we have beaten but haven't beaten as convincingly as maybe we would have liked. Um, they've got enough star quality to keep it close. Agreed. It's an even comp. I think 
the reason, and we, we give him a lot of flack for it, and so we should, but I think the reason that Ben said we'd beat Adelaide by 15 goals and we'd beat Carlton by 15 goals is we need to make a statement because I think <clears throat> we're in a position where there's a reason why people aren't even sort of... We're, we're second favourite to win, win the flag, mm. but there's a reason people aren't talking about it because we haven't been convincing. No. And that was... I saw an article on AFL.com.au today that it was to sum up round 11 in three words... And Sydney yeah, was still not, not yeah, yeah, still not convincing. Yeah. Um, so that's that's why I'm thinking to, to rate it an A. I don't know about that, but I mean, we just have so much improvement. Yeah. We, there, yeah, there is there is a higher ceiling that we haven't yeah, reached yeah. yet. But we're at sixty percent, considering yeah. that we've had to spend time without Hanabry, spend time without Franklin, yep. uh, Naismith going down at the start of the year, mm. Reed going down early in the season. Mm. With the, they're important names yeah, to the side. They're, they were all out Melican. for stages of this. Melican really important. He's, yeah. he's first twenty two, yeah. first twenty two player for sure. Uh, those guys being out of the side, it's massive for the boys to still be able to. Be Definitely. gritty and oh. resilient enough yeah. to get these wins. Yeah. Tommy, Tommy. So that's why I'm giving them the by, by all means, by all means. So now I reckon we'll get to the votes for the game against Carlton, the round 11 match, and there are a few superstar players for the Sydney Swans who featured, and uh, the first one did a magnificent job on Carlton's best player, Paddy Cripps, George Hewitt. Your man. Outstanding. One of, one, one, of, one, of, one of my men, George Hewitt. He's just been terrific this year. He started the uh, the preseason like a house on fire. Um, the uh, practice matches, he was magnificent. The first few rounds, he was outstanding. Had a little bit of a lull um, with, with a couple of uh, tough opponents that he had to take on a few he, weeks ago, but he's bounced back and he's just been outstanding. Who's he, he locked down the last few weeks? It's Cripps. He's been playing a bit Crips. of a Crips. Who was it the week before? Zorko. Zorko. Zorko, yeah. And the week Fife. before that was five. Yeah. That is, before that, Mitchell. That, that yeah. is four phenomenal scalps. And he's pretty much beaten all of them. Yep. 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 He, and he's bounced back, and, George. And do you know what? I doubted him for a while. Yeah. I said, you know, does he have it in him to go with, with Mitchell? And yeah. bl- bloody oath he did. Yeah. He, and not only is he locking down their, you know, their best players, he's getting 10 clearances... 10 contested possessions a game. Yep. He's just dominating. Yep. yep. It's 21 disposals, 12 contested on the weekend with nine clearances, 16 pressure acts, three tackles, six score involvement. So George doing great things defensively and offensively. 100%. Yep. Uh, the two votes. Benny, do you want to take us through the two votes? Two votes. Silk McVeigh. Silk McVeigh. He's just been, I mean, as we've already said, he's just been unbelievable. Just class. He just hasn't. Mr. Beat. He really hasn't. And, you know, he's getting older, but he's in the form of his life. And, uh, yeah. What did he have? What did he have? He had 18 disposals, five contested, and this is probably the made for 83% disposal disposal efficiency. Doesn't four, miss a beat. Four intercepts, four scoring, scoring involvements, and a goal. That is, they are phenomenal <laughs> figures. For a, for a pensioner, they are phenomenal. Yeah, he's in a rich vein of form at the moment, Jared McVeigh, the former skipper. Uh, the three votes. Three votes to uh, Mr. Consistency himself, mm. Luke Parker. 21 disposals, 12 of which were contested. Five marks, two of which were contested. 17 pressure acts, Benny. Yeah. 17 pressure acts. Unbelievable. Six tackles, six clearances, and two, two goals. goals. I don't yeah. know yeah. what more you can do to get five votes, Tommy. Yeah. But evidently... Luke Parker hasn't gotten them. No. That is a phenomenal game. There's a couple of good players standing stiff, in his way. Yeah. The the, uh, the four votes, Benny? Mr. Isaac Henney, 22 disposals, seven contested, six marks, one contested, 27 pressure acts. Holy Ooh, hell. 27, that's 10 more than Parker, and we thought Parker had a good game. <laughs> <laughs> four tackles, four intercept possessions, eight scoring involvements, and two goals, and he missed a few... Yeah. Goals that you generally would have gotten as well. Absolute sitters, yeah. Yeah. Um, now. Best hands, one of the best hands oh, I've seen. For clean medium, as they get. For a medium mm. size, he can jump. He can clunk them. Mate. He's just a jet. Yeah, he is uh, the future of our football club. He is future captain, possibly. Correct. Yeah. Now, Tommy, <laughs> would you like a cold shower prior to reading this out? Might need one. Yep. The man. He is the man. The Sin- the Callum legend. Sinclair, he is the man with the five votes. We asked last week whether he might be just tiring a little bit and whether he might need a rest. And 
He answered on emphatically on Friday. No, he doesn't. He's in serious touch at the moment. He's as fit as um, I've ever seen him on Friday night. In the uh, previous game against Brisbane, probably was laboring a little bit, but yeah. probably didn't consider enough that it was a wet track. And um, Steph Martin, and Steph yeah. Martin was yeah. all over him all day. Yeah. So probably that, that was more of the reasoning behind saying he was tiring last week, but he didn't look tired at all. He just thrashed Cruiser all he around the ground. Aggressive. He did, he did, and that's been a feature of his game this year, Mads. He's, he's taken his aggression to a, a new level, yep. and he's consistently in the face of the opposition, and that's he's just great. throwing his weight around, and it's yep. uh, great to watch. Um, yeah, the way the way he's gone about it this year has been nothing short of inspiring. Unbelievable. Yeah, I'll be the first to put my hand up and say I had my doubts about sinkers last year, and probably at the start of this year, he was, he was there, but not quite there. Drop marks, crucial marks, but this year, what a step up. He's just been dominating, as you can see. Like, what is it, twenty-two disposals for a ruck and twelve contested. Yeah, and he's going forward and kicking goals, and he's dominating. Well, he just dominated Cruiser. Seven marks, four contested. That four contested yep. marks. That's big stat. Um, yep. Huge, huge. Yep, uh, and and also Step getting involved up. around the ball. Four oh, tackles. Yeah, was it, six intercepts. Was it the? Did he do a run and chase down on the weekend against one of the younger blokes? I think he might have. I think he might have, but he does it all, doesn't he? He's, yeah, he's doing it all. Yeah, he's a he's and a colossus, big uh, big chief, Cal Sinclair, going to another level again this year, and he's become a truly great player yeah. for the Bloods. And five yeah. votes again this week against Carlton, Callum Sinclair, and that's gotten him equal with the Budwar. It has. It's moved him as we look and turn our attention to the leaderboard, uh, which sees Isaac Heaney in first place, rocketing away with a 10-vote lead on 29 votes. Sinclair into second, as Mads just touched on, equal second with JP Kennedy on 19 votes. Lance Franklin, 18 votes in outright fourth. Parker, 17 votes in fifth. And then McVeigh, Lloyd, Rampy, Hayward, Grundy, Hewitt, Ronk, Jones, Mills, Florent, and Smith tailing them. I love that Ronk's in there. Uh, Ronk <laughs> with his five. <laughs> with his five votes. Jeez, I think a few of the defenders are a bit stiff not to be up a bit further. I mean, yeah. they don't. They just don't get the accolades. Well, I mean, they've been a rock. And again, it was the case this weekend. Lloyd didn't get a vote. 24 pos and 4, 28 metres gained. Um, Grundy didn't get a vote. Jones didn't get a vote. Um, and non-defenders, Florent didn't get a vote, got the rising star. Franklin, 577 metres gained, kicked three goals. Mm. Kennedy, 26 pos, seven clearances, didn't get yeah. a vote. So star performers all around the ground. Yep. Can't Indeed. fit them all. And just right. just before we go to the break, it's great news um, that came out, I think it was uh, this morning or possibly yesterday, Bobby Skilton mm. to be immortalised with a bronze statue being put up outside the Lakeside Oval. Yeah. Fantastic news. Lakeside and, Oval. Yep. Yeah. The, I wouldn't have thought that was relevant anymore, to be honest. I would have liked him at the G, Tommy. Yeah, I would have liked him at the G as well, but... the. the the spiritual yeah. Bobby, home, of course. But Bobby uh, did own that place. He, he did. did. Yeah, he did. He did. He had a mortgage on it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Three brown loads. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, phenomenal. He, do you reckon I could say phenomenal anymore today in this podcast? Um, Absolutely. I say that a, a bit too. Kids. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. Um, Sounding phenomenal, Mads. What a what a star. Yeah, what a, a star. Absolute legend of the Bloods, Bobby Skilton. We congratulate Bobby. Legend of the Bobby. game. Legend of the game. Exactly right. Yeah, oh, well, AFL Hall of Fame yeah. legend. Well, Tommy, I reckon uh, we go to a break and then I reckon we learn about uh, the new Ben sitting here, I reckon. This is True Bloods. You're listening to True Bloods, the number one independent Sydney Swans fan podcast. Welcome back to True Bloods. Now, on our second segment, we love to do a little bit of social interaction. But before we do that, let's get to know our new panellist, our guest panellist, oh. Benny Fryzer. Fryzer. And uh, Benny, just tell us, what's what's the reason that you initially started following the Swannies? It was probably when I was watching Plugger when I was young. I just remember watching him. He's just you know, kicking bags and bags, and I think that got me... Real keen. I remember kicking him the record goals. Because I know for a fact that there is actually a Carlton supporter in your family, isn't there? My poor soul of a brother uh, does go for the Blue Baggers. So I know I, how you feel, yeah. mate. <laughs> <laughs> so it was uh, pretty good on the weekend to uh, let him know. 
Um, he's in New York at the moment, so uh, yeah, I just had to remind him. Bit of a um, shout out to Joshy. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Plugger yeah, turned you Plugger, on to it? I think Plugger. Plugger, uh, yeah. so that leads me into my second question. Your yeah. all-time favourite player, would it be the great man Tony Lockett? No. No? Actually, it's got to be Goodsy. Goodsy, um, yep. Uh, I love the bloke. You know, two Brownlow medals, a couple of premierships. Um, he was just some one of, the, one of those guys I just looked up to. Um, got to meet him a few times. Gentleman, absolute gentleman. So, uh, so good. The next day after the Brownlow, he would have been very dusty. And uh, he came down to the, I think, the Puma store in, uh, I think it was Ligon Street at the time, signing autographs, shaking hands. Yep. Loved it. Yep. So, yeah, got to be good to see for me. Great man, Adam Goods. Uh, how about your uh, best moment? What do you reckon was the best moment that you've yep. seen by the Sydney Swans? Yeah, I was at the 2005 Grand Final yep. where we uh, pipped West Coast. Um, I can just remember so vividly, uh, sort of up at the top, horizontals to sort of where Leo Barry just climbed over a pack of players, took the mark, went down. Siren went. Siren. And I was right in the middle of all the West Coast supporters, so that was... Uh, yeah, pretty good, but uh, yeah, I can just still picture it in my head, and yeah, it's got to be Leo Barry. Did you did you let the West Coast fans know about it that we won? Yeah, uh, I, I tried to keep it a little bit quiet. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sure I probably let out a few yells, but uh, honorable mentions to uh, Nick Davis uh, that four goals. Yeah, probably, that's yeah. mine. Probably got to be probably the greatest quarter of all time. The best individual yeah. quarter, ever. Um, and yeah, goal with five seconds to goal, just single handedly. Lifted us and uh, got us over the line. But yeah, Leo Barry, I was there. And yeah, got to be that one. And who would you say, and I think I already know, but who would you say is your man of the current squad? Yeah, it's got to be the, the skip. The skip. JPK. JPK. Just love the uh, contested game. I'm all about the contested. What about the shoulder size uh, on him? He's a rig. He's just girth. Um <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I just love players that can sort of win their own ball. And, you know, he's been the best at it. Uh, he's got he's got the record for tw- uh, 20 contested disposals or more in a game. He's blitzing Gary Ablett, and that's saying something. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, JPK. So there you go. Benny Fryser, welcome aboard. Good to be here, fellas. Yeah, it's good to have you. Now, Tommy. Yes, Matt? What was our social question? Well, our social question this week, we uh, we always like to put up a social question on the True Bloods Facebook page, and this week it was, which reserves players do you want to see get an opportunity in the seniors? So we had a few responses here on the uh, True Bloods Facebook page. Yeah, um, I've got Atticus Saunders, and he says, Cameron, Ariordan, and Amati, as they, as they are yet to have a crack at senior level. Yep. Cameron can relieve some of the Chiefs' ruck duties while O'Riordan brings some speedy run and carry, and Amati is a goal-kicking tall forward target, which we are needing because I think we are still a bit buddy-centric. Benny, if you've ever listened to these podcasts, you'd hear me <laughs> meander on about the fact that we need another one. Yes, uh, I think it's important to our structure. It is. Well, that's what, that's what you've obviously been listening to <laughs> because that's exactly what uh, what we believe here at the True Bloods. It's architecturally, you need another tall forward. Absolutely. And that is Cameron. But I also like the, the touching on uh, Orin and Am- Amadi, who have both had great starts yeah. of the year in the NEFL. Or the Neaffle. Oh, <laughs> Benny Andrew wouldn't be happy about that yeah. one. Uh, James Hacker uh, did mention that man, Joel Amati. Amati for sure, plonk him at full forward. Buddy roaming the 50 arc and Ronk, Paps and Haywood at ground level. Yeah. Amati's been magnificent. Uh, another two goals on the weekend, backing up his four the week before against Brisbane. He is a real talent, and a super talent. Uh, I hope we can see the most out of him. So who would you prefer if they're both tall forwards out of Cameron and Amati? Who's your pick? As far as our current team balance goes in the senior side, I think it has to be Cameron because he can just offer a, that bit more physical support in the chop ruck. Chop out as well. Yeah, yeah chop uh, out. Where, whereas Amati is a real natural forward. I don't think he offers as much in the ruck though. Bit of flexibility with Cameron. Exactly. Oh, yes. Um, now, Alan Crosby, speaking of that man, Darcy... Cameron, he's already. That could let the Chief rest up forward while Cameron is taking his turn in the ruck. 
He's a good ruckman. I've been watching his progress. He's really doing well in the ruck with seconds wiping the floor with them. Alan Crosby's not too keen on punctuation, but that's all right. <laughs> then while the Chief go in the ruck, Cameron can go forward. He can really take a nice grab, just like the Chief can, and kick a goal. That can release Buddy up the ground more. Hope to see it sooner rather than later. Moreover, Aaliyah is ready. We must accept that he's a backman with flair. Looked good in the lead-up game last week. Now they have to put him back in the lineup. Holy hell, that was tough to read. But very good comments, Alan. Um, Who does Aaliyah come in for? Especially if Malikin's due to come back in a few weeks. I'd put Malikin ahead of Aaliyah. Yeah, at the moment, I I would say Harry Marsh is holding that spot. Um, And he's doing well. Malikin probably slots back into it once he's fit. Agreed. Um, And Aaliyah is further depth for that spot. And and that's one of the great things about our our team this year and our squad. Uh, The list is relatively healthy and and the likes of Cameron, Robinson, Towers, Rose, O'Reardon, and Aaliyah all performing regularly in the knee for week in, week out. It's just fantastic signs for us. Our depth is strong. Yep. 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 Now, uh, we do like to run a little bit of a competition, Tommy. Oh, the competition, yes. And it is really hotting up the greatest swan of the past 25 years competition. We're into the quarterfinal rounds. We had our second quarterfinal battle last week, and it was JP Kennedy versus the great Mickey O'Loughlin. And yeah, it was not the, happy. Well, it was the tightest battle that we've had so far on the True Blood's greatest one of the past 25 years competition. O'Loughlin, 53% of the vote, 341 votes, defeated Kennedy, 47% of the vote, 304 votes. So it was a close one. Close one. But Mick just got the job done. Josh Kennedy, 200 games, 132 goals. Swans captain, 2017 to present. Three-time All-Australian, 12, 14, 16. Three-time Skilton medalist, 12, 15, 16. 2016 Gary Ayres Award for Best Finals Player. 2012 Premiership Player. Eliminated. It's by, quite a resume. <laughs> by Michael O'Loughlin, 303 games, 521 goals. Two-time All-Australian, 1997 and 2000. Bob Skilton medalist, 1998. Two-time Swans leading goal kicker, 2000 and 2001. The Madden medalist in 2009, AFL Indigenous Team of the Century member, and also a member of the Australian <laughs> Football mate. Hall of Fame. Good Lord Almighty, Fraser. And the flair to go with it. Oh. The, absolutely, I think the X Factor probably got him over. My favourite moment was that team goal in the 2006 prelim. When West Coast? He, yeah. That qualifi- Ran up the qualifier. To the, uh, supporters yeah. was it, oh, did I say preliminary? Yeah, qualifying, 2006 qualifying. Bit final. of an earful. Oh, it was just the best thing to watch. Uncle Buck didn't Uncle- know what he did. So good. That that is that's etched in my memory. What a superstar. Yeah. So so that is it. Paul Kelly and Michael O'Loughlin are through to the semi-finals and the third quarter final coming up this week for you to vote on on the True Bloods Facebook page as of Wednesday morning is Goodsy versus Rock. Yeah. Adam Goods versus Ryan O'Keefe. That is the next battle quarterfinal three. Bit of, a, bit of a landslide, in my opinion. Yes, but, uh, Rhino Keefe to the slaughter. We'll let the people decide. <laughs> the the only Norm Smith medalist for the Sydney Swans, Rhino Keefe, uh, South Melbourne slash Sydney Swans, that is Rhino Keefe, and Adam Goods, the two-time Brownlow, two-time, two-time. premiership uh, Sydney Swans champion. So, big battle going on there. Also in the second segment, one of the things that we like to do is our... Well, we'd like to get a little bit obscure, don't we, Matt? We like to get very obscure on this show. A little bit of obscurity in the second segment. It's about as obscure as it gets, I reckon. And and we're going to hand over the reins of the obscure swan to our new man in the studio, Benny Fryzer. He's got one ready for us. It's essentially how we... uh induct you yeah so better better be bloody obscure Benny. well boys i was scaring for a few hours today at work wasn't working just looking at the swannies and uh <laughs> came up with this who am i all right born 11th of december 1982 this australian rules footballer played for sydney between 2002 and 2003 he was drafted in the 2000 afl draft with the 54th selection from the Glenelg Football Club in the SANFL. He played nine games in three seasons at the Swans before he was delisted at the end of the 2005 season, having missed the entire 2004 season due to a knee injury. Who am I? And I can give you some stats if you like, (laughs) or we reckon we're good. I reckon Tommy's probably already got it. I'm tossing up between a couple, actually. So he's from Glenelg. 
haven't nailed it down. He was selected from, from Glenelg Football yep. Club. All right, yeah, all right. it's just Tommy's just an encyclopedia when it comes to these obscure swans. I've got it down to two or three. I'm not exactly sure us, which one I should go with. Can but. you give us a position, or is that going to give it away? I can't give you a position. I can give you a size and weight, height and weight. What's, See if that yeah, helps. What's, yeah. what's the, what's <laughs> the height? The height is 189 centimetres. The weight, 91 kilos. I'm nowhere. How many games did he play? He played a total of nine games. Kick any goals? One. What do you do after footy? Doesn't say, mate. Doesn't <laughs> say. I like so many of them, the trail just goes yeah, cold. The trail is dead. <laughs> what are your thoughts, Tommy? You've, yeah, you said you us- had two or three. What do you... It, is it okay? I'm gonna have a stab in the dark here. This is probably wrong. Is it Jared Sunquist? And what were your other two? Uh, the other ones were well, Mark Powell's not tall enough, he's yeah. he's not 190 centimeters. Uh, who's the other one? I had I had another one, it wasn't James Micklejohn, was it? Mads, you know, mate, I'm absolutely nowhere. Well, Tommy, uh. Mads did say you're an encyclopedia. Yeah. You've just proven it, mate. First go, Jared Sunquist. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Freak. That is mightily yeah. impressive. Um, uh, isn't it? Isn't it? It's, <laughs> that, un- it's unfounded. This and, man's knowledge is extensive. I basically gave you nothing and he still <laughs> got it. Yeah, you, Glenelg, one yeah. goal. Nine games. Nine games. The, the height gave... <laughs> Gave it to me. I knew he was like that tall, athletic height. He wasn't quite a key position player. He wasn't quite a small still midfielder. To have that memory, and he kicked one. Yeah, he kicked one. Wow. Sunquist. Well, there you go. I'm That's impressed. obscure. That's obscure. Nice, yeah. Benny. Nice. That's a, as a solid, uh, solid entry. That's to a the good entry. One. You'll come back. He's mighty, yeah. mighty <laughs> obscure. Mighty <laughs> obscure. All right. Do you want to? Do you want to take a break? And then we'll come back and have a have a look at the Saints. Round 12 against St Kilda after this. That pathetic football team. This is True Bloods. You're listening to True Bloods, the number one independent Sydney Swans fan podcast. Welcome back to True Bloods. Now, round 12, we're up to in the AFL season of 2018. And another big opponent we take on this week is the St Kilda Footy Club, the Sainers. Um, and they're coming off uh, a game where they gave it a real yeah. crack against West Coast in that last quarter. Came home with a yeah. wet sail, seven goals to one. It wasn't the last term over there. But I just feel like us having the extra day's break, not having to travel last week against a side that is well, pathetic. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty ordinary, let's be honest. So. We, sh- we we should be able to get it done pretty convincingly. Let's. I mean, I've called them pathetic twice in the space of two minutes now, but I mean they drew with GWS, who are nonsense at the moment. Even no, though they won on the weekend, they did it right on the weekend. Tommy, let's give them some credit against Adelaide, who are nonsense. Yeah, wow, that's fair. That's you a fair know, point. I feel like this is a slight danger game, and my reasoning being, if we do dish up what we did last week. I feel like any team in the AFL on a decent day could... could I am could, 100% could, with you. Could beat us. I'm 100% with you, and this is why I'm saying we're a C, Tommy, because I'm not 100% confident about this game. We haven't pl- stuck a few good games, really solid games in a row. We've we've had shockers, and then we've had absolute ball terrors, and I, ju- I feel this is a real danger game. We still honest. should win. Uh, yeah, we still should, we should win. But I'm just got a little bit of worry about me. We've just found a way to make a period of the game one a powerful for us, like a overpowering yeah. 15, 20 minute burst in, in most weeks in the last month yeah. or so. We've been able to find that at some but point. I, I and that should be enough for us to get over the line it again. Sh- abs- it should be, but I want to see four quarters of footy. I just yeah. want to see yeah. four quarters yeah. of belting them where yeah. there's no, no issues with the weather. Like against Brisbane, 
yeah. were on. I, I for one think our game style now suits bigger grounds Agreed. than the SCG. Maybe better. that's why I've been struggling against. At Perhaps the SCG. I think that's a, a big part of it, but. I think our game style will suit Etihad. And I just want to see a really, really convincing yeah, for that's quarter the word. performance. That's the, that's the word, the yeah. convincing win. Yeah. We want to dominate early. We yeah. want to get them early, yeah. have a big lead, hit them hard at I quarter want to time. Kick, I, want, I want to have kicked seven goals in the first quarter. Yeah. And under the roof, no real conditions to deal with. We're in form up against what's a young, unproven team. Yeah. That is yeah. more than attainable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep, I, I want to bully them and I want to make an example out of them and really make a statement yep. this uh, week. Gresham and Membry uh, showed in the last quarter last week they can be pretty dangerous, but I just don't see enough star quality across the rest of their lineup. No Carlisle. Yeah, no Carlisle. well, there's a few... No, Probably their best player. No yeah. Josh Bruce, no Carlisle, no Geary, the captain, no Gilbert, no Nathan Brown, no Dill Robertson, no Kobe yeah, Stevens. See, so, we'll, we'll win, yeah. but I, I just want, I want to make a statement. For yep. once. And we've got the capacity to do that. Jack Stephen and Seb Ross are always in there giving it a crack for the Saints, but huge task for them this week to match it with Kennedy, Parker, Heaney, Hannabury, Hewitt, Jones, Jack McVeigh, Florent, Cunningham. Yep. Yep. Uh, so on and such so a, forth, yeah. Such a deep midfield, um, and St Kilda don't have that. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited to be under the roof where, where there are no... Just no variables. Yeah, no, no variables. variables. It, it is... Yep. If, if you're efficient, you're, gonna, you're going to be able to hit people lace out from everywhere and we're going to be able to run the, yeah. the big wide wings. It's going to be good. Yeah. So do we see it as a day where Buddy gets away and kicks a big bag or is it a day where St Kilda focus too much on Buddy and the other guys get yeah, away I reckon, and I'd, kick a few? I would say the latter. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to be a big midfield day as well. Yeah. If that, that's this is what I want. This yeah. is, I, I want them to be winning, beat them in clearances by you know sixty yeah. percent yeah. at least. And I want to I want to see a lot of goals from guys like JPK, K and Parker and Heaney. Um, that's, what I, that's what I want. We saw sinkers float forward at three quarter time and a couple of times in the third quarter taking marks. This. Uh, against the Kilda, an opportunity at a weaker Ruckman, um, yep. so yep. to speak, you would yep. think, for, for Cal. So maybe an opportunity if we are to use that Kennedy option or that Parker option as, as the relief Ruckman to swing Cal forward, and he could be really damaging against the Saints yeah. defence who don't have a lot of big men, as we mentioned, Carlisle, yeah. Brown. Uh, a lot of gaps there. Yeah, all their experienced defenders are out. Did we have any injury concerns last week? I don't think we did, did we? No, it came out relatively unscathed. So that's see, this is a good thing. Would you make any changes to that side? Well, I, Malikin's still two weeks away. Maybe. Similar to the Papley change, like, I'd probably bring Papley back in yep. because he's yep. had his rest um, yep. and happy to rest what, someone else. What would you do with Marsh? I'd keep Marsh until Melican or Melican's yep. either proven that he's fully fit or Alir's proven that he's ready he's for it, worthy ready to, to take his up. spot. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't minded Marsh. Yeah, I don't think he's yeah, been no. bad, but. Um, I know he's sort of, you know, just sort of he's swapped a back player. into, into yeah. first-team footy. He hasn't been bad. He hasn't been great. Yeah. Um, he's, he's done his, right. he's he's done his role. Yeah, he's, just, yeah. he's done his bit. Yeah. Um, it's just a matter of when we think we can sort of maybe blood a new player or something like that. Yeah, well, that's... And, uh, step up. If there's yeah. ever a time to do it, it's probably now. Yeah. Week, like, week before the bye as well. well. No, we've got West Coast next week. Oh, sorry, yeah. yeah. So, you, probably not the time to blood someone against West Coast. No. I would, I would personally put in Darcy, and I would manage Sinclair. To be honest, I know you know it's a game where he could kick five. He could no, fight down and kick five. I but I reckon we need. I know the buy is coming up, but the more of a break Sinkers can get, the better. But then, I mean, I'm sure there's the other side of the coin where he's on fire. So mm. why would you? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yep. What do you think, Tommy? Yeah, Would you I, keep singers I, in? I don't mind that adage of if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But uh, as well, it, it ain't broke forward either. He, yep. he, went, he went forward in the third quarter and was damaging. So it, at, at the moment, it's working wherever he is on the ground. So yep. I, I, I don't see a reason why he couldn't go forward, but he's doing mighty, in, uh, mighty good job in the ruck. Yeah, There's that word. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, premierships aren't won in June. They're run in September. If we can get a fully fit, you know, Everyone's sort of rested by that. That's them. what I mean. I just... We could, you know, yeah. touch wood. <laughs> he needs to be there yeah. in September. Um, we need to be firing then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And exactly. if he can have an you know, extra week off break, yeah, it all I'd, helps. I'd for, forego watching as lovely as it would be sinkers go berserk against St Kilda. 
I would forego that to have him, you know, ready to go later yeah. in the year, personally. But there's, you know, as I said, there's a very, very strong argument to keep him in the side. So who would you bring in and who would you take out? Papley comes back in? Yeah. I reckon he could really do some damage. I reckon this is a game where the small, you know, Haywood, Papley... Those types could kick back. I have a sneaking suspicion it'll be straight swap Rowan and Papley. Yeah. Is Rowan travelling? I don't think Rowan's travelling. Because he did, obviously didn't travel think, with the Brisbane yeah, games. I don't, think, sure he's tra- he's I don't I think that's a pretty easy thing to predict that yeah. he won't be travelling to Melbourne. I think he'll stay in Sydney and I think Papley will come in. And does anyone else come in? Do we do we see Robinson? Do we see Cameron Towers? O'Reardon, Rose, Aaliyah, any of those get in or is it another week in the reserves for them? I can't see anyone who's going going out. I, yeah, I don't I don't I wouldn't I wouldn't take Marsh out. Yep. I'd leave Marsh in. I, I even more so the fact that it's a weaker team and him run around a little bit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um Yeah, look I really want to see Cameron play at some point. And if you know, next week you got coming up against the um, likes of Natanui. <laughs> yeah. That's baptism by fire. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. Do, do you want do you want Cameron in? I want yeah. Cameron in. Yeah, yeah. No, I'd, I'd love to see Cameron come in this week, but I understand if they're not going that way because they, they feel like Cal's going to be fine by himself yeah. until the bye. He'll, he'll get that rest at the bye. That's that's what I saw from his performance on the weekend. Rowan on, on was Friday. giving him a chop he's, he's fine physically. Yeah. He's that fit at the moment, Cal. He will be able to run out yeah. the games yeah. um, with, without, you know, really tiring too hard before this yeah. buy, and he will get his big He's break. So there, fit, so I don't mind he? if Cameron doesn't play. I'd love to see Cameron in just for the structure point of view. Just yeah. how we yep. go, you know, we saw when Reed was obviously fit and he was playing how much different we were with him and oh, Buddy in the forward yeah. line. Defences had to, you know, think about two people, not just one. Yeah. Well, and McCartan we, slash Rowan yeah, have McCartan. been doing that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and, you know, it just gives the opposition someone to think about rather yeah. than, you know, putting two on Buddy and then just coming over the, for the big spoil. But, I see, I've always thought, and my my father uh, absolutely moans this, but I've always thought it should be really simple if there are three blokes on Buddy. Yeah. <laughs> there should be two other blokes floating around yeah. without a, yeah. an opposition. So uh, maybe that's... I think that's a bit of a gap. In I think that's coaching. also the delivery yeah. and how it gets in there yep. as well. I mean, we've maybe we've been guilty of the last couple of weeks, sort of just going for the long arcing. I bomb. hate it. On, I hate long it. arcing bomb, especially when there's two or three on one. I'd rather just see you hit someone on the chest on the arc, yeah. and then set up from there. Yeah, that's that's what I'd yeah absolutely we've kill just for. Sort of just been lobbing it in there. I think a little bit too yeah. much, and maybe that's got to do with it. Maybe our foot skills. I uh, haven't been up to scratch, um, but I think you know we're, we're coming good with blokes like Florent and uh, Jones yeah. coming through. They're a bit more silky. So a tip for this one, boys? Swannies. I think we'll win by reasonably well. Do you want to get Ben Ben Andrew on the phone? Maybe we can have a 25 goal win. I love you, Benny. I'd like to miss, think miss we'll win you, by six, six goals. Six, six goals? Six or seven yeah. goals, yep. I think. Yep. I, I, you want a comfortable, as I said, as long as it's a four-quarter performance. That's that's all I want. But yeah, I, I think five five or six goals. Very happy with that. I'm yeah. going to go seven to eight and just that little bit of extra sauce on top. Great. A couple, couple in junk time, well, maybe. maybe. Yeah. It's not going to look good next week if we've lost and we're coming in sort of head down. <laughs> well, it wouldn't be, it it wouldn't be, be the first time. It wouldn't yeah. be unlike yeah. any yeah. other week that we've lost so far yeah. this year. Oh, boys, we missed that one. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't t- tipped against us yeah. once, so yeah. put it that way. There's been some uh, embarrassing moments. But, uh, yeah, look, should get the job done. Need to get the job done if we're going to have any flag credentials. Swannies to get the job done against the Saints is the word from the boys. Uh, reserves update. And yes, our Neeful side, a 51-point win over Sydney Uni to inflict the students with their first loss of the year. Sydney Uni had a five-point lead at quarter time with Craig Bird and Xavier Richards. Xavier Richards. A couple of familiar names up and about early, but the Swans piled on 12 goals to four. What a mistake. I was, I was, <laughs> yeah. was going to say a lot about Xavier Richards then, but I think I'll, uh, I'll leave Hold that. Hold on. I'll leave that for the yard. Uh, the True Bloods box set bonus features. <laughs> But it was a uh, twelve goal to four across the next three quarters. Uh, two for McCartan and two for Amadi. But it was academy players 
uh, Bailey Stewart and Josh Stern that booted six between them with three apiece. And Stewart was named BOG, so another good one there coming through the academy. Uh, Cameron Robinson, Towers, Rose, O'Reardon. Now, Tommy, I'll just interrupt you there. Where's Blakey? Nick Blakey. Hmm. Oh, well, he's, uh, he's doing some good work every time he's played in our needful side. Was he in the best? Uh, I'm, I don't think he was named in the best this mm, week. Don't know about that. What about Matthew Ling, fellas? Says oh, right, yes. Says right here on the injury update. Oh, God. Matt Ling, who is out for the season and uh, due oh. to have toe surgery. Toe surgery? Interesting. Jeez, be- bearer of bad news, Benny Fries. Oh, hey, Jesus. Sorry, I'm a realist. I'm a realist. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not good. No. Was he ever that close, though? Uh, well, I mean, he's a first-round draft pick at the end of last year, so we've obviously rated his talent. Um, he hasn't been able to crack it into the senior side mm. just yet, but he's looked solid when so he's performed toe. in the NEFL. Toe surgery. Don't know, don't know what, uh, what to think of that. But, uh, yeah, it's a bit disappointing. Yeah, really disappointing for young Matt Ling. Would have liked to have seen him at some point this year, but unfortunately we're not going to now. No. no. Good luck to him. Yeah. Uh, this week, the Nefel boys go away to play the Redland Bombers, who sit last on the table at one win and seven losses. So hopefully get a couple of percentage boosters this week, not just the Saints game, but also against Redland in the Nefel. The Neafel. So Nefel or Neafel boys <laughs> going very nicely. Uh, and the rest of the games in round 12 of the AFL, we've got on Friday night a massive one at Adelaide Oval. The yeah. Port Adelaide Footy Club sitting on a eighth on the ladder, taking on the Richmond Tigers. The reigning premier's second on the ladder. So, yeah. who's going to win this one, boys? Benny, you've uh, this is your first time on, so you, you, you mightn't be aware, but we get a, tend to get a bit arrogant in this segment. <laughs> Port Adelaide are just so inconsistent. So inconsistent. Uh, they're, they're just impossible to, to tip. Um, for that reason, mm. I reckon they'll put one out of the bag. <laughs> and Benny, and I do. Yeah, maybe I just dislike Richmond. Maybe, but, uh, maybe. Um, I just think. Uh, they lost last week. Yeah, I reckon they'll win this one, actually. Fair enough. I don't. Um, I think Richmond will win Consider- yeah. considerably. Oh, I tipped Port Adelaide last week to beat Hawthorne. They let me down. So yeah, so not, do I. Not going to make so that mistake I. again, so I'm going to go with Richmond. <laughs> yeah, they cooked me last week, but they did very well at Tasmania. Oh, I'm just as likely to change my mind. Saturday, 1.45, down at GMHBA. This is going to be an absolute cracker. Fifth mm. versus sixth on the ladder. Geelong taking on North Melbourne. Geelong are pretenders. North I Melbourne will win. not rate Geelong no. as well. I think they're just, just there. They're not the fifth best side in the competition, I'll tell no, you that much. They can belt the average teams. But, Suns. Uh, come up anyone... Fairly good. Mm-hmm. Well, against the Suns last week, it was their top six that got it done yep. for them. They were just too yep. good. But yep. when there's a deeper 22 that challenges them, they Which North Melbourne has wanting. turned out to be. Yep. They have. And like, As, I never uh, thought I'd say yeah. it this year. But, uh, Mate, we started, we started this year still talking about how irrelevant that football club is. I was saying that a few hours ago. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but, but they have just made... That they actually rem- they actually remind me of us in two thousand and five. Yeah, they actually do. Yeah. They they didn't have it. They don't have any like real standout superstars. Ben Brown. No, yeah, but I we mean, had Barry Hall. We though. had Barry Hall. Yeah. but yeah. they do, they don't have the. They've only got Higgins in the midfield. It's Silk. I mean, Cunnington's great, right? Yeah. But they don't have any of these genuine superstars. They've just got a solid they've, spread. They've got a, a solid, solid spread, spread, and they're a very good team. And they're very well coached. I think a lot of credit as well has to go to their back six. We, yeah. we talk a lot yeah. about our back six. Yeah. Their back six been fantastic. A lot of great leaders down there. Yeah. Uh, Robbie Tarrant, Jamie McMillan. Yeah. Um, these sort of types have been uh, pretty good for North this year. Yeah. Um, yep. So I reckon they'll win. What do you think, Tommy? Scotty Thompson, another one. Uh, yeah, uh, North. North for me. Yep. Just uh, 10 points. I would tend to agree with both of you. I think they're just going to get over the line. Giants, who had a very important win last week in the game of the round, uh, coming up against their fellow expansion team, Gold Coast. I think they are primed to smack Gold Coast. Agreed. I think they're... Probably a bit angry, besides from last week, probably a bit With the angry. season. Yeah, yeah. Little, especially the last four or five weeks. And I think they've got they've just got so much class. 
around the footy. Tommy. Yeah, this will be a, a crushing. Uh, GWS will snet, sense that uh, there's, there's a weakness in, in the uh, Suns lineup, and it'll be a game that they'll know that there's a lot of tough games this year. This is one of the easier fixtures that you get on your home paddock against a side that's not fully developed. Furthermore, uh, Tom Lynch will not be there next year. Yep, that's another Agreed. big loss for the Suns that's coming up, but the, the big loss that's coming up for the Suns this weekend will be to the GWS Giants by, yes. I'd say, seven or eight goals. Yep, at, at minimum. I've got ten, I reckon. Yeah. Uh, Brisbane taking on Essendon, 17th playing 12th at the Gabba. Brisbane. Brisbane. I'm going to tip them every week until they bloody win one. <laughs> Except no Charlie Cameron anymore. That's that's no. a massive loss. Huge that's loss. Massive loss. loss. That, I, I, they've got to win. They've got to win one. I think They're a good side. I think they've got a, got a bit about in this Brisbane side. I know that, you know, haven't won much, but they've got some class. Zorko, Beams... And the like. Well, Cameron as well, but yeah. that's so unfortunate. I tend to agree with you on this one, Mads. I reckon Lions might pull one. Well, pull that's one. good. Tommy? The Bombers should get it done. They, they should, should. They should, they should. Yeah. get it done. Um, they, they weren't much chop against Richmond in the uh, dream time at the Garbage. Day, but, um, yeah, I feel, I feel like they'll get back up this week, the Bombers. It's... It, that, like I was saying about GWS against the Suns, they'll sense this is an opportunity against a weaker side, and I think they'll just do enough to get it. Uh, Devin Smith, he's been a revelation coming from from the Giants. He, he's uh, precious through the roof. Um, he's been the, probably leading their best and fairest to be one of the shining stars, and I, I reckon Merritt, Goddard, Heppel, they're going okay enough uh, to go up there and win. Stringer's in pretty decent nick as well, and that mm. really helps a lot. Um, yeah, Bombers by 20 points. Interesting match, this one. Love that Love that time slot. I will have gone to uh, Patrick Topping the night before, and uh, I reckon I'll be curled up on the couch with yeah. some sort of fast food for the, the yeah. early start. Bit of a coma. Yeah. Coma type yeah. situation. Maybe, maybe a can of Coke. Yeah. That'll be a good one. This yeah. one might be the hardest one to tip of the round. Fremantle sitting in 13th at Optus Stadium against the Adelaide Crows sitting in 9th. Crows out of the 8th. And they wouldn't be happy about that. That's See, I'm a little bit far back in a couple of the tipping comps I'm in. So I'm going to be tipping upsets this week. Yeah. I mean, you know, but who's the upset? Well, that's, the, that's upset? the thing. I, I, mean, I, I reckon most people will go with Adelaide. I think Adelaide are the better team, but Fremantle I, don't generally lose at Optus. Nope. Fife and Sandy on that Optus deck. Yep. Uh, Walters. Yeah, Sonny. Fife won't be playing. Yeah, well, that is a that is a great point. That is a great point. That is a very important, very important thing to consider. Adelaide Adelaide to win. Welcome, Benny (laughs) Fraser. He's gotten one over Tommy. Good lord. Adelaide, Adelaide to win on the back of that piece yeah, of information. Yeah, geez, like to make, I geez, I think that's re- massive. Makes yeah, it really huge. hard. Huge. I agree, Tommy. I think Adelaide might get it done. Yep. And the last game of the round, the Queen's birthday clash. We're going to have the big freeze at the G and horse. Johnny Longmire is going to be going down into the ice bath. Can't wait to see that and see what outfit he comes that'll, out in the horse. That'll yeah. be gags, won't it? Yes, it certainly will be. And it is Melbourne versus Collingwood, third versus seventh. Two sides that have really impressed. That'll be a great year. game. Yep. Game of the round, I yep. oh, Game of the round. Shame about Lever. Big shame about Lever. Yep. You, know, you like to see the good players and the teams at full strength, especially when they're not your... Yeah. You know, so... Yeah, you know, bit of a fun for the neutral, but uh, yeah, game of the round. Oh, hundred percent. I reckon. I reckon Melbourne will probably just get them, but I uh, wouldn't be surprised if it went the other way. Ben. No, I. They're a good side, Collingwood. Gorn versus Grundy. They, uh, yeah, love that. That's Ooh. that's the matchup in terms of individual players of the round. I reckon. Hundred um, percent. I think Melbourne might have a bit too much class for them yep. at the moment. Probably, but, but again. It'll this be a cracker. Is, this is a, the close one. Hoskin Elliott kicks six on the weekend for the Pies. Uh, Jordan Dugowie, Josh Thomas, Tommy Phillips hitting the scoreboard capable, every week. Very capable players. Yeah. The Pies, Pies are hitting the scoreboard at the moment. Another big score on the weekend for them. Melbourne's midfield, though, you, you just feel like the the way that they're they're gelling at the moment the the Bra- Brayshaw thirty nine on the weekend yeah. and a goal they've come. got that feel well, about them Petrarca. this year they're just bulls Clayton Oliver uh, Bailey Fritch had twenty six on the weekend first That's first year player outrageous. this year so uh, he kicked a goal as well four tackles do you kind of do you get 
the vibe about Melbourne this year, though. It's oh, kind of like that Western Bulldogs thing in 2016. I, I, um, I, yes. A lot of positive energy. It, it is. Um, I would prefer... Not. Not, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and especially against when it's us in the grand final yep. when we should probably yep. be beating the opposition team. Yes. But uh, we won't go there. We no, won't go for it. We've dissected it. Don't worry. We've dissected it. subject. We've dissected it, but they, they're looking good. Very good, Melbourne. Melbourne to win this one by a goal in an absolute cracker. There you go. I you reckon. heard it here first. Yeah. I'd, I'd agree. Agreed. And that is the tips for the round 12 of matches, and that'll... That's- just about to us, yeah. Probably us done. Well, this has been True Bloods, the number one Sydney Swans fan podcast, and that is it for another week. Come the Mighty Bloods for this Saturday night, 7.25, under the roof at Etihad. Make sure you check us out on all the social channels, iTunes, Wooshka, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks to Madison Clark, as always. And Benny Fryzer. And for his first show, Benny Fryzer. Thanks for being here, mate. Fantastic. Fritzel. Good on you, Benny. Thanks, boys. Enjoyed it. Ripping first show from the new man, Benny Fryzer, and myself and Mads always keen to chat on the True Bloods podcast. Uh, my name is Tommy Flanagan. It's been a pleasure. We'll see you next week on True Bloods. Up the Swannies. Down the Bloods. Yeah, boys. This has been a Podular Media production.